Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Secret Stories from the Underground. Today our guest is the lead singer from the metal band Infected Rain, Lena Scissorhands. Uh, she's very talented. We had a great time sitting down and uh, talking music with her, what metal is looking like, uh, and hopefully some new music to come. Make sure you go and check out Infected Rain on whatever platform you enjoy music. Uh, and here is today's interview. Hello. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, how are you doing? Nice, nice, nice. How are you? All right. Hey, uh, we need you to settle a debate right now. <laughs> me, me and Dean are having an argument on how to pronounce your first name. Is it Lena or what did you say, Dean? Is it Lena? Lena? It's Lena. 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 Okay, right. well, we were wrong twice. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm glad that we're both stupid. So that's good. We, we both lost. That's awesome. No how are you doing today? Doing great. How are you? Oh, we're all right. Enjoying the heat here. Is it hot where you are? Yes. Where are you guys? We're in Omaha, Nebraska. Gotcha. gotcha. Where are you? I'm in Las Vegas. Yes, it's very hot. Uh, it's like at the moment, 98 degrees. Yesterday, we arrived to for the first time for like 103. So summer is coming. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, winter sucks. So I'm okay with <laughs> that's why we're going to be moving out west ourselves so <laughs> yes i am very happy with the warmth definitely um would never choose to live in a place where it's constantly cold yeah i, I grew up in a place that you know it was cold and i i want to be somewhere warm now <laughs> i understand fully the, the older you get the more your bones hurt so the cold <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> so what's going on in the music world? Uh, can you be more specific? What exactly do you um, intend? What, so, so, what's, could be uh, so, much, so much could be said, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, you happen to be, seem like you've been able to stay really busy. Um, yes. yes. Between, I... between your, um, sorry, no, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Sorry. But yeah, you know, between your band and then I've seen, you know, you've done uh, some work um, doing guest vocals with other musicians and other bands as well. And it just seems like you constantly have something going on. Yeah, that is true. I, um, the majority of these uh, songs and featurings that are coming out right now were actually recorded and worked on last year. But because of the pandemic still being at its peak and still being so strong, the artists were holding back with the releases. So yeah. I know it looks like I, all of a sudden I do so much, but I, I, I did, I paced myself. So it was little by little. Um, yes, definitely I wanna say that 2020 was a very interesting year for me because I think that including Infected Rain's new album, all the collaborations, cover songs, and featuring, uh, featurings, I recorded 23 songs, which I never did before to this capacity, wow. you know, so many. Uh, and I did some more this year. 
So little by little, the songs are coming out finally. I'm very happy with the result. I'm very happy with the people that um, are on board with this project. And yeah, the support is really great. And, you know, it warms my heart to have Infected Rains fans being so... Um, loving and so supported uh, even though all these other songs are not all that similar to the genre that I go for in my own band you know but still they like it and they support it they share and yeah it has a really good feedback yeah that, that that's awesome now uh are you guys starting to get uh back to getting out to shows and that now that things are starting to slowly open up here or are you guys still so, holding off? Uh, my whole band is uh, in Moldova. That's where the band was born, and that's where all the musicians are from. And that's where I was born, and, and you know, we formed the band there. I moved to America um, a little over five years ago, so nobody else is in the United States. I'm only telling okay. you this because, unfortunately, the things in Europe are just a little bit different at the moment. They are not as open and as, um, you know, forgiving uh, regarding certain rules. Um, so, yeah, I know America is going full force on festivals and touring. Europe, however, only has a couple of festivals that will take place. And, um, but no, we are not... Uh, unfortunately, we are not uh, ready to tour yet because of this. However, we are doing our best. We are working on certain um, offers we had to tour actually in America. Um, I can't give you more details because we are in the process of all the paperwork. So if that uh, doesn't work out for some reason, I, we don't want to break anybody's heart. So that's why we are not yeah, announcing understood. yet. yet. However... 2022 is going to be incredibly busy. Um, you know, majority of festivals that were supposed to happen in 2020, they got rescheduled. Newer ones got booked and uh, touring is uh, looking very promising in 2022. So if nothing happens this year, um, next year we go full force. Okay. Yeah. And that's something that we've noticed here. Uh, you know, we, uh, musicians ourselves, we pretty much as far as from shows, we've been, you know, off about ourselves, um, mm -hmm. just finally out and we did our first show just a few weeks ago and it's weird kind of getting back out there now. Yeah. Um, and then I definitely noticed that, you know, yeah, Europe is, um, taking their time on, on regulation there. Um, and, and yeah. being cautious there. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't know that the rest of the band was still still over there. Um, yeah. How do you guys like? How do you work on like writing new material and stuff? Being so far well, away from each other, do you go back that's and the, that's actually very easy because we live in the era of gadgets and internet, and there's so that's so doable. All you have to have is a lot of will. For the hard work and you know you have to be driven even when you are far from each other you know and uh, yeah we work remotely a lot and then when i fly there 
uh, we do the main work together. So when it comes to, for example, recording uh, albums, I write lyrics remotely, they write the music remotely, then they send me the music, I sort uh, which lyrics go with what music and then put down ideas. Uh, nowadays, I actually also manage to build my own vocal studio in the house so I can even track the ideas, which is even easier because then, you know, you can listen to it, you can see what else can be added to it. And then, uh, yeah, when we are happy with all the ideas and everything we have uh, prepared for the studio, we just, you know, um, it's super easy. Then you go in the studio and you, and you kill like three songs a day, which normally if you're, you don't have your ideas put together properly, it, it can take you more than a day for one song only, you know? Oh, certainly, yeah. Yeah, so it all depends how, like, we manage to find a routine that works well for us. And obviously, I fly very often to Eastern Europe, and um, whenever we have to go on tour, I fly there in advance so we can film certain music videos before we do that. So we kind of, you know, try to uh, schedule things kind of in the same um, time frame so I don't have to fly for filming music videos and then fly for a tour separately because you know um, I can I can uh, you know it's it's easy because I can stay with the band and and I can just stay there longer as long as it's necessary basically when was the last time you were able to go back uh, due to actually COVID? not too long ago uh, December was when I went there last time and I am about to fly there next week again. So, uh, yeah, I was there in December. We finished recording the album, uh, filmed some music videos and some studio videos that are going to slowly um, come out soon. And now I'm flying next week uh, for some more filming. Uh, we have a lot going on. And, yeah, we this year is very iconic for us because it's actually it's 13 years exactly since we had our very first show and it is exactly 10 years since our first album came out so it's awesome we are gonna do a lot um supporting this like big number <laughs> yeah yeah that's cool a lot a lot of bands these days don't make it that long so you know that's for sure, you got to celebrate that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm very, very proud of my musicians, my boys from the band for sticking together no matter what, because we, we've had interesting situations and things that didn't depend on us and, and they would have normally probably jeopardized, you know, uh, certain things, your dreams, your plans, but they didn't. So... I'm very, I'm very, very proud of my band in general for what we did so far, where we are, and you know, even though it it definitely took us way longer than uh, probably a band that was born in a country with a little bit more possibilities than a country of Eastern Europe that is so small and so poor. However, uh, yeah, we are, we are happy that things were the way they were because we learned from what we've been through you know what i mean so 
it's it's tough, but it's doable. So if you are a stubborn um, artist <laughs> and you believe in yourself, you're gonna make it. That's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, that's that's good to hear people say that because you know a lot of people grow up with negativity. So. <laughs> You well, know, that's that, the easiest thing to do, obviously. But yeah. of course, we are all human beings, and we all have our moments of negativity, or when you want to just let everything go. And but you know, it's a moment. It's okay not to be okay for that moment. But then put your shit together and move on. Yeah. So, yeah. How did you guys all meet each other? We were just, you know, friends. Uh, again, as I said, the, the, the country um, we come from is very small, especially the actual city, the capital is very small. Uh, the the musician um, so-called like group <laughs> musicians kind of know each other and I just I just happened to have some musicians friends and I just happened to accidentally for fun be invited to sing something for fun seriously i never been in a different band before so we didn't know what this could lead to so yeah it it worked out you know i was encouraged to study vocals and to uh improve um and i did uh, and i mean i still do i think there's always room for improvement but um, yeah, that's how everything's just worked. We just felt like it's the, the right thing to do. We loved it. We felt great. And see, like, you know, we have a similar experience and that to relate to with that is that, you know, we, we come from a very small poor town that, you know, that just a handful of musicians, everybody kind of knows each other and that um, as well. So, you know, definitely a, a bit of a relatable situation there. Mm -hmm. um, now, you mentioned that um, lessons for vocal and that. that. That's one thing that Danny and I were both talking about, that, you know, you have a really interesting vocal style because, you know, you you can genuinely sing. Like, I like a, actually just good vocal, clean and that, but then you have just a mean kick-your-ass mm -hmm. voice as well that just uh, not everybody has can do both and has that kind of range like that. And I, that is just something that is very impressive. And I was, you know, is that something that you had to develop through lessons or just, you know, you kind of had a knack for? Um, it's very interesting. This question, uh, it's a little bit more difficult for me to answer because I am, um, I don't have a very high self-esteem when it comes to especially music. For many reasons, you know, I don't come from a musical family. I never studied music growing up. And when the band formed and it was just taking serious steps, it was just a lot of hard work. So when it comes to that, my vocal teacher always yells at me when I say that. But I think that there are people that have talent and there are people that just work really hard for what they can do and both are awesome you know there's no good uh, wrong or right i think my results and my um yeah my sound is the way it is just because of all this work i put in i don't consider myself being 
extremely talented. There are so many amazingly talented musicians over there that like, I can't put myself at that level, you know what I mean? However, that doesn't mean that you can't achieve certain goals or achieve certain notes or keys or whatever. Um, yes, I, I studied a lot in the, in the beginning. I did three years um, of just classical vocal with a teacher from like the, the University of Music in, in Moldova. Uh, and she gave me a lot of um, basics and she taught me how to breathe properly, how to sing, how to feel the music, you know, and, and all that. And then I, I, I started discovering a lot of things online here and there. And um, until I came across Melissa Cross, which she's a very known vocal teacher especially in the alternative um, music and not only but specifically for that she saved a lot of voices she saved a lot of tours and it was my dream to eventually have at least one lesson with her and uh, maybe because i believed it really hard or what i don't know but i think it's possible to um, achieve certain goals when you really, really want them and you work towards that. So I did. And in 2013, I started working with Melissa Cross. And till these days, I consider her my friend, my mentor, and my vocal teacher. We obviously became closer and closer. And she not only guides me through music and, and how to do certain things or what to do in certain situations, but she makes me believe in myself like nobody else did um, in my life, in my entire life, especially when it comes to music. So that's very important. Um, after that, also very important is to never try to be like somebody else that is already there. So when I learned that, I, it's not that I ever tried to sound like somebody else, but you know, you in a way listen to music and you, you're like, I wish I could do this or that, uh, which is nothing wrong with that. You know, it's healthy, it's, it's fine, but never try to mimic somebody else's sound or voice, be yourself. And only when you will accept that this is the way you sound, you will discover that your body and your vocal cords, your whole machine can do so much more because you, you accept yourself for who you are and you let it happen. That's pretty much yeah. what my, what, you know, what I do. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. You know, when I was a teenager, I made that, I always wanted to be a singer and I made that mistake. I was, I love Pearl Jam at the time. So I, I should, I thought I should sound like Eddie better. Well, I don't have that deep voice and it never worked for me and I sounded horrible. And once I accepted that and sang in my voice, it, mm -hmm. It was more appealing, I guess. <laughs> it, it, it makes you unique. You know, there are musicians when you hear a song and without even looking who's playing, you know exactly what band is playing, you yeah. know, or what vocalist is singing. That's what makes that, that specific vocalist unique. And that's what's going to make you unique. You know, if you are a vocalist and you are trying to discover your own voice, just yeah do that don't don't try to mimic anybody if you do covers do it in your own way don't try to sound like the the original you know voice 
Yeah. And I, I totally agree. I, anytime we've done covers, we, I, I never like covering it exactly the way that it sounds. I, I think that mm-hmm. if you're going to take it and make it yours as much yeah. as you can at the same time. Um, so your guys's last uh, album, did you get to tour on that much because COVID kicked up in no, March? Did you guys release that in June, didn't you? No, no, no. Uh, Endorphin, our four, fourth album, came out in October 2019. And um, we, in the end of October, we started our tour in Europe. It was a very big tour. And we, um, that was the only tour that we could do with that album because then 2020 happened and we all know what that means. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. not good things. Yeah. So were you actually on the road when everything closed down or were you guys at no, home? No, no, no. It was 2019. So everything kind of happened in uh, the beginning of 2020. So yes, we finished our tour around Christmas time of 2019 and I was home you know my my boys were home we were getting ready for our very first tour in America with Swallow the Sun which was doing super great uh, with the sales uh, because it's our first time for for certain reasons that didn't depend on the band we were never able to play in America yet so um, we were very excited about that but yeah that was the first one that we had to reschedule and then yeah the whole year was booked we had four tours two in North America um, a very very intense summer festival um, time and then another tour uh, in Europe so yes we rescheduled some of them but had to cancel other others because other bands were on board so we were kind of um you know it wasn't our call all the time so um yeah that's pretty much what happened (laughs) definitely a a crazy year for everybody (laughs) yeah so with you guys not all living together what is it like trying to book a tour here in america is it it's obviously harder because you got to get people from other countries in and everything else, but yeah, but it's not, I mean, there are a lot of bands from Europe that tour in America, so it's not more difficult than for other bands because it requires visas. Obviously certain um, countries of central Europe and not only they do not require such um like specific visa that the way we do um but it's it's a working visa so uh, there are a lot of people on board to help you get it like the label the booking agencies so it's it's a hard a lot of work and it's it requires a lot of time too but uh, again we are not the only ones so i don't complain about that um but yes it's true one thing for us being citizens of moldova we do have a little bit of a harder time when it comes to visas because and we have a bigger list of countries where uh, we need visas for like we need visas for the uk for australia you know we need visa a specific type of permission for asia um and for america and then completely different visas for every single um country in latin america Really? 
Wow, that yeah. is that is a lot. I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Single one, and and it's crazy because they are not very big, right? So we we used to need visas even to go to Central Europe, but that uh, finally changed. Like I want to say we were pretty much a five-year-old band, maybe something like that. When it finally changed, because yeah, some in the beginning we needed to get a visa even to go to our neighbor Romania which is ridiculous because it's like two hours drive and we seriously would go for a very small tour of one week or two weeks because it's a small country in the beginning of our career and then uh, you need another visa for Bulgaria another visa for you know like we used to need visas for every single country it was really really hard in the beginning and our passports was like out of pages because every visa takes a whole page of your passport and they only give it to you for like a week or a month and it expires fast you need a new one it's it's crazy it's crazy <laughs> so being glad, like uh, an up-and-coming band without any management that could be a yeah. headache trying to book your own oh yeah tour. we went, we did everything by ourselves for 10 years that's amazing. Oh. That's a long time. What, what was the first uh, big show or tour that you, you guys got to do? Um, I wouldn't remember like the first big one, but we, we did a, so many tours. Um, probably we started like seriously going full in as soon as we didn't require visas anymore. So that then our tours, instead of like one or two weeks, they became a month or a month and a half. So, um, you know, I believe the band was around five or six years old when we started like really, really feeling what it, what, what's it like to be on tour for the long, long, long time and go from one country to another, you know, and from one city to another every day we would drive by ourselves and yeah. Did you guys like take turns driving? Do you ever have yes. to rock, paper, scissors for who's going to do the driving? We, we, did, we did both. We, depending on how big was the tour and how much money we had, we did have certain times when we uh, hired uh, drivers and their, and their vehicle, depending on where we're going. But then we invested in our own little um, tour van, like a minivan. And yes, my boys are driving, taking turns. Three guys mm -hmm. in the band are driving and taking turns. Uh, so that's why it's doable. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, it, you know, coming from you know, uh, a smaller country in that, like you had said, uh, did, did you always want to be, uh, a, a, a metal singer? And <laughs> well, I, did. I kind of grew up listening to metal music and started like loving their alternative sounding bands since I was like 13. I never thought I'm going to be a singer ever. I started going to local shows and then bigger shows when I moved to Italy. Uh, you know, I remember being 17 years old and seeing my very first serious festival of 12 hours of live music, open air. I remember at the time, uh, Corn were headliners, Il Nino were playing because they were still together, Soulfly, like really serious nice. headlines. <laughs> headliners and that was my very first time and like and I was in first row I felt 
every single, uh, you know, um, mosh pit, every single stage <laughs> diver person. I felt it on my skin. It was amazing. I loved it. I do remember a very short little question that I had in mind thinking, I wonder how it is to be on the stage in front of so many people. And, but that's it. I never really had the opportunity, or as I said, I don't come from a music, musical family uh, or like, you know, close relatives that was, were in the music industry or musicians in general. So it was never in my mind. I had a completely different path. I studied languages and literature in the university. I was a hair and makeup artist since I'm 16 and I did it full time. And it was a career that I chose that I absolutely loved and thought that it's going to be with me for as long as, you know, I can do it. And um, I loved it. I still do. But yeah, when music mm, stepped in my life and we started having shows, I did understand that nothing compares to the stage feeling, to the music, to be able to write and share that with people. It's, it's, um, it's a different kind of therapy in a way <laughs> very addicting I, and yeah i i totally agree i i've called that my therapy for years yeah you know it, uh, and it, it does it keeps me balanced it's a healthy <laughs> thing to do man you can go scream your face off and get all the anger out and you know so if you go do that on the sidewalk people call the police yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> you do it with a band it's cool yeah <laughs> that's true so that's true. how you know Again, considering, you know, so much of where where you were from and that, uh, how supportive was your family and things like that when you started pursuing music? Well, my family was always supportive. My mom and my younger sisters. My mom obviously did ask me, you know, when I was starting to go on tour more often and I had to, like, not go to work and then come back to work when I was back from tour. Uh, you know, she did ask me, you know, are you sure this is what you want to do? You know, you had everything figured out. You have such a great position and, you, you know, your workplace, you love it so much. You go you get along with everybody, you know, and you're doing great. And she was right, you know, obviously that all that it was true, but, you know, it was enough for her to see me on stage to understand that this is where I belong. That's awesome. Yeah, yes, that's really they were. Bad. They are always at infected range shows. They come wearing infected range shorts, and they take pictures. My fans take pictures with them, and it's incredible. It's really beautiful, actually. Do you have much family here in the states, or is everybody no, only friends? <laughs> yeah. 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 Is does that get hard, or are you kind of used to it now at this point? Well, it's hard, but since I was um a baby i was either living with only one parent or with none of them so then when i was 17 is pretty much when we moved to a new country and you know my family moved to a different city and i stayed in that city where we started and i was always kind of far from my family we are very close you know and we talk very often and we support and we are there for each other but I didn't live with them I think since I'm 19 years old is when they fully moved to the northern part of Italy and I was studying in the university in Rome uh, you know obviously we we 
visit each other as, as often as we can. Uh, it's more tricky visiting America, but it's doable, you know, not with COVID, but before, uh, you know, I, um, I definitely love visiting them when I'm on tour. I love to take, uh, you know, to plan a day off or two to spend it with my family. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, I've been kind of always far from them. It's hard, but I'm kind of used to it. Nice. Is the, yeah. is the food better there? That's what I'm like. You said Italy, and I'm like, oh, food. oh yeah, the food yeah. is great there. They do know good food there for sure. <laughs> uh, so, do you have any dates like um, kind of in mind? Like, will we get a an album out by next year? Do you think? Yes, the plan is to release our um, a couple of singles first this year with their with the music videos, and um, then the album itself will come out uh, in January of twenty twenty two. Okay, nice. That's awesome. Do you guys shoot most of your videos here in America, or no? Everything we shoot is in uh, Moldova because the whole band is there, so. Obviously, it's easier to fly me there right, than yeah, fly the yeah. whole band here. We have a lot of talented people in the in the industry of filming and um, you know um, ed editors and, and you know sometimes we work with somebody from uh, closer countries to Moldova as well. Sometimes we film you know certain scenes or certain parts of music videos somewhere else. But yeah, mainly over there. Everything is over there. Uh, so, um, when you are within the process of doing the, you know, videos and in the studio laying down tracks for a new album, what, what do you have more fun doing? Um, everything really, everything is fun. You know, I love writing and um, I love recording. I love rehearsing very much. I think. My absolute favorite is actually rehearsing because I can hear everybody and I can be part of this one united thing. Um, I do love recording a lot, and especially because I never feel um, too much pressure from my musicians or from our producer because we work with the same people pretty much for years and they already know my ways and they know what I'm capable of and I know that you know, if they tell me something, they mean it and they, they're not afraid to like, be like, Hey, I don't believe you, you know, try again or whatever. <laughs> and yeah, it gets a little bit frustrating sometimes because it's very emotional. You know, I've had panic attacks during recording. I had anxiety attacks during recording, but it's something that if it happens, it happens. You just deal with that. It means that it was needed for this to come out. So yeah, I, I absolutely love it. Um, how long did it take you guys to record your last album? That is a very difficult question to answer because, you know, because of COVID, we kind of took our, our own time, you know, like I recorded the whole part, the whole vocals in a week. Um, and we are talking about 12 songs. Um, 
now I don't remember if it was actually seven days or six days of working, but yeah. And then again, we were not really rushing. Things were just going really fast because we prepared everything to the point real, real nicely. Cause I have a vocal studio at the house. Now I learned, you know, the, the program for recording from scratch, which I needed to, to learn obviously only what uh, regards vocals. Um, and that helped a lot. My boys also to understand what I'm trying to say, because before I would just record ideas on a voice recorder, you know what I mean? And only I understand, I, I understand what I want to say. So <laughs> then you go in a studio and you kind of work on them together. You, you do different tries, maybe like this. No, maybe like this here. There was no, maybe there was like, it's like this, you know, and everybody was on board because they all heard properly what I wanted to say and what I wanted to sing. And obviously there were still certain things that were um, like um, invented on the spot. But when that happens, that's very um, natural and very organic, you know, Certainly. so yeah. that's never a struggle. So playing now, you've had the opportunity to play in a lot of uh, different countries in that. What are the the crowds like from is there one place that man they just really tear it up more than anybody else or yes absolutely every country has their own type of crowd which doesn't necessarily mean that it's better or worse you know but you can totally say this is you know this is czech republic crowd for you this is what happens in 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 uh, you know Show, it shows in Czech Republic, or this is what happens when you play in Russia, or this is what happens when you play in Belgium, or whatever. And and they are all very unique. Some are more supportive um, financially, and less supportive, um, like when it comes to like make some noise and like actually mosh pit and give all that energy. Because you know some countries. For some reason, metalheads are way like way older metalheads go to shows than than younger ones, like Belgium, yeah. for example. And it's great though, because you see this adult adult people watching you, and they are still enjoying it. They clap and they make some sound. You know, it's not like playing in an empty place. However, yeah. they won't you know they won't mosh pit or anything like yeah. that. They will totally support <laughs> and buy your merchandise and. And, and they are appreciating everything and they are listening with more like advanced adult, you know, uh, year. So, so like they've seen a bunch of shows and you know, if they are appreciating it, that means it's really good. So, and there are other, there are other countries where people just go so nuts. Like they take their clothes off and they, <laughs> they have, yeah. Oh yeah. They, they go on stage and, and you have to be like actually really careful in those countries because sometimes the level of alcohol um, dictates their behavior more than they yes, would want does. to. Sometimes <laughs> it's again not fully not fully their fault. That doesn't mean that they are bad people, but sometimes you know they can be a little bit less uh, under control. Uh, so you know, depending where you're at, depending where you are performing, and if you performed there before. We love it all, man. I don't know. We, it's so hard for me when people ask me, what, what's your favorite place to play? What's your favorite crowd? What's your favorite city? I cannot choose. It's like, it's, it's diverse. It's different. I just love to be on stage. Just give me that, whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, that that individual, that each moment being different and each place being different, that's kind of what keeps it fresh too and fun. You know, if mm-hmm. everything was the same every night, it would get boring eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, you had mentioned, you know, yeah, just the thrill of being on stage and that. Now, for for you, had, did you have any, I guess, performance depression here over the last year of not being able to get out on a stage and that and get in front of an audience? Yeah, um, I, I did in a way in the beginning. Um, more like, more than that, what was the, the most scary part about it was the unknown, the, the fact that we didn't know when this will come back to normal and yeah. will it come back to normal at all. That was the scariest part, you know, because when if, if somebody tells you this is the amount of time you have to wait, you can cope with that, you know. But when you know exactly, when you, the unknown yeah. is so, so damn scary, actually. So that was the main thing for me, honestly. Then, you know, I still had a lot of love and support from the fans. And I have other things that I do besides the band, like photography. And I have a YouTube channel. I have a Patreon account where everything is very active. And I, I can't say that I felt lonely at all really uh, because I kind of always kept myself busy with the content and you know the feedback wasn't great and and it helped a lot you know because you understand that even though you're not out there people still believe in you and people still you know support you as much as they can Um, and that's first of all second of all when I was able to build my vocal studio that was that changed everything because I was able to rehearse older songs of Infected Rain in, with a proper sound recorded. You know, I was able to uh, start accepting uh, featureings. I was able to work on the new album and, you know, all this like great, great things, which made me super happy. Yeah, fi- definitely finding ways to stay busy throughout was definitely uh, a-, a challenge at times, but definitely the way yeah. to to cope with it, I think. Absolutely. Um, Are things opening back up there in Vegas or the casinos and thing back? They've been back for a while with uh, first with certain capacities only with masks on, then capacity grew and masks were still on. Right now, um, for example, if you're vaccinated, they don't even require masks. And the way I understood uh, from next week or in a couple of weeks nobody will even you know care about masks vaccinated or not over here california on the other hand is a little bit behind because they've been suffering a lot from this pandemic so they still um you know they're open and, and they have uh you know finally full capacity and all but um they still require masks no matter what everywhere they barely just uh, allowed people not to wear masks outside, which is uh, crazy. Really. Yeah, so yeah. they are our neighbors, you know, so we were like, um, yeah, here it's it's way better for a while. We had our gyms are open for, I don't know, for a while now, you know, like going to the gym helped a lot to my mental health because I love being active, you know, hiking helped a lot, being in nature, um, being close with certain other friends, musicians, because we all were out of jobs. So we were, were all kind of, um, we became closer during this year. So 
in a way like it helped us like even do some featureings and and even help each other out on uh, certain projects or ideas you know so that's also really cool i think you know i always try to see ups and downs in everything and then you know make my own conclusions i don't just see the downs um so obviously there were a lot of downs but also a lot of ups honestly yeah i i think that's an important way of looking at last year too because like you said there were so many downs that you know the, the thing that gets me through is i got to spend more time with my kids we our, our band put out an album which was fun you know even though i don't like going to into the studio much. I love the studio, but, uh, but you know, we, we had things that, you know, it, it helped get through the year. And I think, you know, them were the things to focus on Absolutely. looking back at 2020, you know? Absolutely. Well, Matt, like, you know, yeah, we've seen, you know, so many bands that just, they started kind of falling apart and things like that. And, you know, we had, yeah, friends that were depression and hit them hard because they weren't doing anything. And yeah, I, I, I definitely feel that's what got us through is just finding new ways to connect with people and stay busy. Yeah. And I, I think it humbled people too, because there's a lot of people, you know, some people that I know that had a little bit of egos, it kind of went yeah. away last year a little bit because everybody's life was, you know, in trouble. So yeah, you know, it's, nobody was living a fun life. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Oh, real quick here before we get off, uh, where you're what, all over. So yeah, what, yeah. Where can wanna, people follow you? Plug, where can people find your latest your, work? Plug your stuff, yourself, the band, everything, please. So everybody. Well, can find. It's, it's honestly it's super easy. All you have to do is just Google it seriously, and the search will take you to the our YouTube channel, our you know um, official website with the official merchandise store. Uh, obviously, Facebook and Instagram, uh, all types of social media are always active. Um, yeah, and and also some of my band members also have separate like projects and and patreon pages and you know you can which you can follow i have a, my own youtube channel i have my own patreon and my own um merchandise uh store with uh, certain things that i do outside of the band like calendars and i have a lyric book and little things like that that i just put together um throughout the year, you know, and uh, every, everything changes and, and renews, like there are posters and pictures and stuff like that. Uh, every single, every single action helps a band, just remember that. So even if you don't have the possibility to necessarily, uh, you know, buy something or invest in something, just spreading the word and commenting and sharing, uh, means just as much. So the more people know about the musicians you like, the, the more the musicians you like will get, you know, their, um, you know, the, all the, the hard work that was put into the album or into yeah. the music in general will, will be repaid off. You know what I mean? Yeah. You get that recognition a little bit back from, mm -hmm. from your audience. Does, uh, the band, um still design the merch or do you guys have a we company have both designs we have both. 
uh, actually uh, all our designs, the majority of our, our designs are created by our guitar player Vidic. He's super talented when it comes to designing something. He actually does a lot of editing of our videos as well. He's a extremely talented guy. And, uh, but we also have a lot of merchandise on Napalm uh, merchandise store, which is designed by the designers of Napalm Records which is, they are also really cool and unique. So I think a true fan would love to at least see both and see what they like more. Um, and yeah, I mean, um, we even work by ourselves on the ideas and designs of like album covers and stuff like that. So we, we still do a lot of work by ourselves, despite the fact that we are a signed band. band. The label is very supportive and they, they um, they suggest a lot and they guide us a lot. However, they do see and appreciate our point of view, our artistic part and all that. So yeah, a lot of the things that you see online, the majority is designed by the band. That's awesome. That's yeah. Yeah, that's great. I like to see bands still doing that. Because uh, sometimes when you bring in a design guy, it kind of loses, uh, gets away from the band a little bit from be being personal. You know, so in a way, you know, depending who you're working with, you know, if it's an artist that knows you for a while, we worked with certain artists for certain designs and and album covers before, and they are really close friends of ours. And um, not for all our requests and projects, they did great. So, but for certain, they did so good that we like approved the very first idea right from the start. So yeah, we were just lucky to work with really talented people before. Um, but we put a lot of thought behind every image and every music video means a lot. And, and you know, so it's, it's important for us to work with proper people. Have you guys done the writing process for your videos or have you always had a director kind of put no, together? We do no, we do it all by ourselves. All the ideas come from the band. Uh, if we hire a director, um, it's he always considers our idea and adds something to it. Um, but yeah, all the ideas, all the main story and, and all that comes from the band since the day one, since the very first music video. That's awesome. Yeah. You guys have a great story. You guys, very hardworking band. Uh... Thank you know, you. it's it's amazing to see, you know, uh, like you said, it took you a long time or whatever. Them are your words. I think, you know, it takes forever to make it <laughs> uh, in this business even if you ever get the opportunity to. So, I mean, where you guys are at, that's it's phenomenal, you know. And Thank you. I listened to uh, the Endorphin album today. That is a wonderful album. Thank um, you. Great great stuff i heard it on spotify so anybody listening right now could check that out uh, on spotify um, yeah. um also symphony of trust i got a question about that okay song there what what all what's the backstory behind that song it's very simple it's really about the the trust and how people abuse it and and how people how fake this world we're living in is really even people that we uh, love and consider very close and dear to us uh, subconsciously 
uh, lie to themselves and lie to us or lie to like just to be liked you know people just I don't know it's I'm I I am still this day I'm very overwhelmed to see how fake people can be and um, it hurts me hurts you know it breaks my heart because certain even little uh, lies they are not necessary really they aren't you know and in order to be liked in order to be accepted by the society or, or by a specific person by your significant other or whoever people just lie a lot to themselves and become somebody else until they get really lost in their own lives and they get lost you know so it um yeah i mean i i, I um unfortunately had really bad experience with somebody i really uh consider dear to me doing that and um, it wasn't an easy thing to accept. It wasn't an easy thing to go through. But, but even if we talk in general without going into specific uh, situation, let's be honest, like certain little lies that people consider innocent lies, they are really not all that necessary. Like why do people have to say they like something to a friend or, or whatever, if they really don't, it's so easy. Just be yourself that people, oh, I, is, people yeah. are, is not gonna like, people are not going to hate you for just saying, I'm sorry. I just don't like this. That's it. It's so easy. <laughs> you know, that's I, I totally agree. I, yeah. Instead we live in a society where, you know, social media kind of in a way dictates what is, um, the standard that people like so i don't know uh, certain things become mainstream and people just go for it and they are like yeah that's totally me or whatever mm -hmm. not, though you know what i mean uh i'm sure everybody that listens to this podcast today uh will definitely uh, have a story where a person in mind at least one where they're like I, uh, yep i i know that hundred percent. You know I mean? <laughs> oh, certainly. Yeah. We, I because have if gotta remember 10, a, 10 sorry, people pop in my head there as you're talking about that, that I yeah, can think yeah, of situations, yeah, you know, in my own life there too. So every single person, even we do. However, if you acknowledge and if you work on this, you can at least filter some things that are not necessary. I do understand that you don't want to, break people's heart or you want to be nice, right? This, this thing, well, you don't have to be rude. Who said that if I said that I don't like something, it's going to make me rude. Why is that the yeah. thing? Yeah, I, no. I, I'm honestly, not going to be nice. You know, that doesn't change yeah. the, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Again, as I said, we all do it. But if we stop for a second and think about it and we work on it and measure Every single situation and every single, um, you know, uh, reaction to what's happening around us, if we measure it before we do it or say it, we will be able to filter all this like innocent little lies that that just happen every single day. So just be yourself, you guys, because that's the beauty of it. And if that will make you lose people, it means those people didn't really genuinely meant to be in your life because they are not you know 
who you oh, need. Yeah, you you don't want people that that like you for fake reasons yeah. that, aren't, that aren't you. Yeah, them aren't good friends. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Well, and and you're you're not doing yourself any favors either. You know. Absolutely, absolutely. You will one day you will wake up and be overwhelmed by this gimmick that you created about yourself and your life. And it's overwhelming, you know, one day you're going to break because it's, it's a hard work to be somebody that you're not really. And again, I'm not saying that, look, there are people with really bad habits and there are people with really bad temper. That doesn't mean that now be yourself. If certain things you have to work on, but don't lie about them, yeah. you know, accept them and work on them. You know, we all have our flosses. We are not perfect. Nobody is. But if you accept them and you work on them because you want to be a better person, that's one thing. But if you hide them uh, and or, you know, fake about them because that's what you're expected to do at work, in a family, in a relationship or whatever, then that's completely different. Yeah. That it just seems like a miserable way to be. Yeah, but people just... I, it, are used to it and they like yeah. that you know yeah now that, there's definitely a lot of uh i think yeah time where people are dishonest where they yeah they just feel that it's a matter of politeness or manners yes. and that but at the same time you know it's really not polite to lie to people either yeah. so yes. <laughs> <laughs> correct that's yeah, not not really a good way to live um so we hope that you guys can get this American tour going. I know uh, Dean and I would love to come see you guys live, uh, rock out there. Thank you. So keep us uh, posted on what's happening. Um, oh, hopefully, trust me, when we will know, the whole world will know. <laughs> we are gonna do our best to spread the word as much as possible. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah! Uh, shoot us the dates when you get them, and we'll plug them here on the show. We'll let everybody know where you're gonna be. We'll help you spread the word so thank you yeah. Sure. yeah we'd love to have you back on sometime and uh we'd definitely love to talk with the, the rest of the band as well sometime that'd be that'd be fantastic yeah absolutely yeah thank you so much for doing this uh you guys we appreciate your time and uh you stay safe and have a great day stay healthy thank you thank you have, have a good one bye thank you thank bye. you